Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. Well, I'm so excited that, that you're here, and I believe that what we're going to share is going to help. It's, it's going to help. We are continuing with our series called The Generosity Plan. And uh, I'll tell you, we, we've heard just a lot of feedback. We've gotten some texts. Uh, I've gotten a couple emails and just had a couple conversations with people who are recognizing blessing. You know, I think that one of the reasons that we are talking about generosity and, and understanding the rewards that happen with generosity is because I think that sometimes we become blinded to what God is doing. And so now when we open our eyes and we realize there's a giving, but there's also a receiving, then it's like our eyes are open and we're like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've gotten a few texts about, you know, people getting jobs or people getting uh, um, a check back on some medical or people getting a, a check back on uh, uh, someone, a, a business they used to work for they'd been waiting and then got some money back. So it, it's amazing to see when people said, I'm going to go ahead and step in and tithe that God immediately stepped back and said, okay, I got you. And so um, I thought that, that was awesome, and, and to hear that and to think about that, you know, I think it's important for us under, to understand that some blessings happen because of obedience. Now, God, listen, listen, there are sometimes I just buy my kids a cookie because I want to. But there are sometimes that I reward their obedience Come on, does that make sense? When I leave the house and I say, let's clean up your room. And when I come in, the room is cleaned, showers of love. <laughs> come on. But when I walk back home and there has been distraction, come on. There have, we didn't really do what the Father, <laughs> oh Lord, said to do, then... It's not that I have withheld love from them, but they are living less than what they can. You don't have to live in a mess. You don't, you don't have to live. Come on, does that make sense? You don't have to live this way. We can begin to understand that our generosity unlocks some things. And there are principles to live by that I think unlock blessings. And as a pastor, it's exciting to me for us to begin this conversation. Can I just say this? Oh, I just want to pause for a second and say this. You have something to give. You have something to give. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say a statement, and then it's going, it's going, you're going to have to think about it for a second because I'm saying it the way I'm saying it so that you think about it. Okay. God will never ask you to give what you don't have. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's... I did not say that God would never make you uncomfortable and cause you to give and you think you don't have it. What I did say is God will never ask you to give what you do not have. We all have 24 hours. We can give time. But yet I hear a lot of times we don't ha I don't have any time. Okay, but, you, but we have it. We just have to prior. Does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? 
God is never going to ask you to give a thousand dollars that you do not have, but he may ask you to reposition your priorities to make avail. Does that make sense? And so a lot of times we feel like there is this anxiety over money and giving and time and talents and treasure and helping and serving and doing, but God is not asking you to give what you don't have. He's asking you to give, come on somebody, what you do have. He will always hold you accountable for what you have. He will never hold you accountable for what you don't have. God will never hold you accountable by someone else's bank account. God will never hold you accountable by someone else's talent. God will never hold you accountable. Does that make sense? God will hold us accountable for what, come on somebody, what we have. What we have. But here's the deal. For us to become a giver, it's going to require faith. Faith. A little faith, the faith, the faith. Come on, listen. You, it, it's going have to have to have a little faith. And, and I, I just want to stop and pause a little bit because you have something to give and it doesn't matter your background. I've met more men that have a desire for leadership, but because of some things that they're working on, they feel like that I can't until I get perfect. God never called you to get perfect and then come. He said, come and I'll make you perfect. Does that make sense? And so as a body, as a church, here is the thought and here is the process. If you will give your little, whatever it is, God will cause that to grow. And you may not know the capacity that's in you right now. But if we are lied to and we believe a lie and we think that I can't give or I don't have anything or I don't have any of this. And we, it's funny how we always measure our talents by the one that we feel like is the most talented. Well, I can't sing like Stephen. If I started singing, this church would not grow, okay? Okay? So, so I can't play the, the guitar like Ryan. I can't play the keyboard. Come on, do y'all love it when Nathan plays? Come on, y'all. Yeah, listen. Find him and tell him you love it. Okay? But here's the thing. Listen, I, I, I've, I've took piano for years. I can do the run da da run da da run da da run da That's it. That's what I got. Chopstick. Nah, 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 nah. That's it. Nathan's all like making it sing. Listen. And what happens is we, we, many times we judge what we have by the excellence in somebody else. And we, and we believe this lie that I cannot develop and grow and that I have nothing, come on somebody, to give. See, we don't trust in us and we don't trust in our obedience. We believe in faith that God will finish everything that he starts, that God has not wasted any time and any breath and any creativity on making us who we are. We are strategic, even if we did not come from a strategic moment. You know, the, for me, I was adopted from a foster home. My parents got divorced. I've never met my birth mom. And so there could be baggage in some of us thinking that, well, I'm just here because I was an accident. Or I'm just here because of, but here's the deal. The Bible tells us that God is the giver, listen to this, of all life. And if you're breathing, check out this. You have something to give. Say this, I got something to give. 
God has given us more than enough. And that's my assignment today, is more than enough. I want to give you two verses that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. And I want to share them again with you, just so that they get into your heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 says this, But I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Proverbs 11, verse 26, 24 through 26 says this, and it lays out the concept of our thought. It says this, The world of the generous get larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others, come on somebody, are helped. I, I want to share just a moment. I want to just talk from my heart real quick is and I, and I want to cover some a couple thoughts on faith um, and, and as we begin to talk about this I want to look at this graphic this the, 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 the graphic that we've made because I want to make sure that this gets in your heart we believe we believe and see through scripture that there are two kingdoms there is the enemy and there is the kingdom of God. And, and we, are, we are to make the kingdom of God, come on, here on earth. Does that make sense? The kingdom of God is not just when we get to sweep by and by and walk on the streets of gold and get wings. You know what I'm That's not, regardless of the cartoons that you've seen, the truth of the matter is we are to take the concepts of God and the concepts of heaven and the concepts of the kingdom and we are to be different. We don't think like the world. So the world way, the enemy's way, says you give all of your time, your focus, and your heart, and you make money. God says that everything starts with money. And many sermons are preached about heart, but really it's about money. See, we have countless people that want to go on a missions trip, but they ain't got no money. We got a lot of people that want to give big but they want to budget small. And so here's what happens is, the call of God on our life as believers is to advance the kingdom. So here's the deal. One way sees money as your possession. The other way sees the money as a tool, come on somebody, and a way to spread what God wants us to do. One says he owns it, gives it to me, and I delegate it. The other one says, I worked my whole life to get it, and ain't nobody taking what I've worked hard to get. There's a different thought behind it. And as we begin to talk about this, our money is just the, be the beginning of our heart. And it begins to, to change areas that we focus. Each one of you have a time. time. You, have a, you have talents. You have treasures. And, and I remember, as Katie and I were, were, were dating, you know, Everything that God gives you, and I want to just say this because there are some young believers here and then there's believers who've been in church for a long time. And come on, anybody ever get, gotten blessed? Put your hand up. Doesn't that feel good? For real, doesn't it feel good? Come on, put someone put a $100 bill, C-note in your hand, and you're like, yeah. And that big gold, come on, y'all are like, what? No, we don't even care. <laughs> Whatever. Come on, anybody ever paid or done something? And you're like, man, thank you, man I can't accept this oh no I can't oh. as great as it is to give it to receive it it's even better to give yes. Yes. 
It's even better to give. See, here's the concept. It is everything that God gives you is never for you. It's to start a practice and a principle in you. When God looks at you, he never sees you. He sees everybody who's coming through you. When God looks at you today, he sees generations. We see from the Old Testament that he is a three-generational. He plans from the beginning. All the Bible is about Jesus from the beginning to the end. It is a type and shadow. It is a depiction of Jesus. God knew at the beginning of the story how the end of the story would turn out. When God looks at you, he sees sons and daughters and cousins and aunts and uncles. When God looks at you, he sees everybody through you. That's why it matters the principles that you get today because it will determine the legacy you have tomorrow. That's why you have to get revelation. You have to allow God to come in and begin to spiritually transform your life. And that's why, listen to this, check this out, just showing up at church really doesn't transform your life. I am who I am because, check this out, because of what was given to me given to me and so I just want to walk through some thoughts I remember when Katie and I started dating and, and this was kind of a uh, a cool moment we she she used to drive this hoopty right I mean it was like big it was like I mean something we could fit like four people in the front and four people in the back and still have a party you know what I'm saying I mean it was like it was just big and so it was fun watching her drive it because it was like I'm turning, you know, and so and so uh, this car broke down, and she was so grateful to have it, but it was kind of funny, you know what I'm saying, because she, she was a, a little girl in the band, you know, it was, so it was funny, and um, and so um, I remember when it broke down, she's like, what am I going to do, what am I going to do, I don't know, and so she was just kind of praying one day, and 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 God was like, is, is this a need, and she was like, yeah, he said, I got needs. And so it, it began to shift, and she began to walk in faith and believe, okay, God, you're going to do something. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how to do it. I, logically, it doesn't make sense. I don't have the money to buy a new car, but we're just gonna, I'm just going to let you go. And so it was about a month. She hadn't told anybody but me, and I hadn't told anybody because I thought she was crazy. Um, and, and we're talking about a month goes by, and a lady comes up and says, you know what? I was praying the other day. And I believe I'm supposed to give you a car. I mean, she's still breaking out. But, I mean, it was like ugly cry, snot, tear, you know, ugly cry. You know what I'm saying? Not like the cute little, you know what I'm saying? Precious moment. It was ugly. But here's the deal. And we began to talk. And she just looked at me and she said, I'm going to do this for somebody. And here's the deal. As we got married, because of that moment, we've given away five cars. I'm not saying that for you to, okay, I knew I had a good pastor. I don't care. But I'm telling you is everything that God gives to you, he, there is an expectation that you do it for someone else because those moments elevate your faith. And if you're going to elevate somebody else's faith, listen, it's not just God's responsibility to elevate faith. It is the body of Christ to be the representation of Jesus. Come on, somebody, here on this earth. And here's the deal. What faith needs to be elevated because of you? There's a reason why we've had a bunch of people live in our home. Now, you may not know us much, but here's what I'm telling you. We've had at least, at least, and I kid you not, 12 to 14 people live in our home. Well, you're like, well, is it 12 or is it 14? I would know the exact number, but my wife's not here. So we, we just kind of guesstimating, okay? We're just kind of guesstimating. 
But here's the thing. When I finished college, I needed to live at a place. I didn't know what my next step was. I had somebody move me in. They let me live there for six months. I did not pay rent at all. I didn't pay for food. I didn't pay for rent. And come on, back then, I ate and it didn't show. Come on, somebody. Listen, and I, t- I threw it down. And I just thought, man, dear God, if I keep eating, they're going to kick me out. And they would just, like, give me another portion. And I'm like, I'm really, I'm, I'm really not this hungry uh, all the time. And here's the deal. Because we were both so greatly affected by that moment, we've had countless young men and young women live with us that have never paid a dime in rent because of the impact that giving made on our life. Come on, somebody. And all I'm asking you is if you have been given to and you're not giving, then there is a breakdown And instead of you becoming blessed to be a blessing, it was you were blessed to be a taker. Come on. Does that make sense? We are blessed. Come on, somebody, listen to me. Uh, that was a hard moment. I'm going to make it lighter. But, 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 but I'm just saying, we don't want taker. We don't want to take our church. We want a blessed church. We want people to walk in blessing. And we want them to, we, we want to see stuff happen in people that God, come on, did in us. That's why we care about the next generation. I don't know if you've looked around, but we've got a lot of young people. And that's intimidating to, to, to people who, you know, are over 43. <laughs> because y'all talking about apps and phones and things and, you know what I'm saying, Tumblr. And I'm thinking someone's tripped and y'all, I don't even know what y'all t- talking about half the time. I don't even know what y'all talking you about. Know, back in the day, we just went up and said, yo, girl. But now y'all like, just talk, never mind. I'm going to go in there. My point is that, listen, is if we're not careful, we will forget that our life is about legacy. And we are living today blessing those who are going to be us in the next 15 to 20 years. And the greatest thing that you can do is speak life into someone when life was spoken into you. Does that make sense? I want to show you just one video, and and this video is kind of a video commercial slash whatever, but we have a heart for the next generation. Now, here's what I'm going to say about this. Because we have a heart for the next generation, it does not mean we don't have a heart for the older generation. This ain't euthanasia, baby. (laughs) Okay? We ain't getting you out so we can move other people up. But I believe, listen to me, listen to me, I believe that there are places for young and I believe there are places for wisdom. And when young and wisdom come together, we're about to turn, we're about to go. You know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of young people, they're like, let's go take the world. And you know what I'm saying? And they, they don't know, like, that takes money. <laughs> that takes wisdom. That takes, like, you can't say it that way. You can't, you can't act that way. You have to, you know, in the real world, you have to respond to a text, okay? No, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. I, I just, I'm not sure to walk by that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but it's first, I'm just saying, if you're under 25, let me just tell you something. Text people back in Jesus' name. Okay. Because we know your phone isn't with you. We know it, okay? And what's funny is if you're not going to text someone back, take off Read. 
Make us be delirious. Well, maybe they didn't get it. Well, maybe they did. Just let us live there. I'm okay with living there. But when it says red, everybody over 43 is hyperventilating. Come on, I should have got some love on that from parents. Y'all. Come on. Hankies are out. Yeah. Okay, listen. Listen, listen, listen. For all of you older folks, you got a little experience. Come on, you, you got a little something. Got a little money. Got a little experience. You've worked a few jobs. You've had some heartache. We want to know some of your lessons. But we want to know all of them. Okay, we want to live a little life, and we want to try some things. Come on. And so reserve some of the big stuff for the big stuff. But listen, it doesn't matter if we wear a jacket outside when it's cold or not. Ain't nobody going to die. You hear what I'm saying? I think when experience, come on, begins to meet youth, then we have the, the wisdom and the energy to go take ground that we would have never taken by ourselves. We need some men. We need some women. We need some, some ladies that, that will open their home. We, we, there is a place, come on, for you here to use what God has done in your life. I want to talk real quick. i got six minutes. Come on. And I want to talk about two thoughts that I think will help us step towards becoming generous. The first one is this. Generosity flows out of love. It flows out of love. If we're not careful, here's the thing, is, is we, we will begin to give. But check this out. Have you ever met anybody that gave out of the wrong reason? No, don't look around, please. Don't look around. Don't, don't elbow nobody. This is an elbow-free church. Listen, when was your first lesson on giving? When was your first lesson on giving? Was it when you had one cookie? And I don't know what kind of family you had, but maybe you were the family, come on, that had the cookie that someone wanted it, and you, if you still want it. See, that didn't work at our house because we won't eat it anyway. Let me tell you, come on, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Listen, listen, when was, your fir- when was your first moment where your parents came to you and said, we are disgusted at your inability to share. Come on, anybody ever had that moment, that conversation? I don't know about you, but when Katie and I got married, I thought I knew love. I thought I knew love. And you know, she was my best friend, pretty, fun, laughed at all my jokes. Come on, single men, let me tell you something. If they're laughing, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Okay, Nick, listen, listen. So, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing, listen, help him, I'm helping, listen, all right, li- listen, okay, listen, I spelt love differently, come on, when we got married, it's crazy, we, we started dating, she loved my ideas, she didn't care where we went, she didn't care what we ate, and then after marriage. All of these opinions begin to come out. I spelled love, R-E-S-P-E-C. Come on, you know, what? Come on. I spelled love different. I spelled love, H-A-P-P-Y. And you know what? I was like, as long as you keep me happy, come on, I can love you. 
I spelled love, F-O-O-D, baby. What you cooking? You know what I'm saying? Listen, I love you, but what do we have? I mean, I was the kind, I'm the kind of guy that I want to know for dinner what we having at breakfast. You know what I'm saying? At breakfast, I want to know about dinner. So, I mean, my wife's cooking up. I remember this one time, we had pancakes, bacon, food. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> full mouth, what's for dinner? She's, and I didn't know that was bad. No, I, I didn't know with that you, sh- listen. Here's the thing. I learned a lot of quickly about marriage. I, I thought if you don't like it, you say something. But, but she wanted me to say something about every bite. I'm like, it tastes the same. <laughs> it was good, and I'm eating it. But it was like, so, so how is that? It's good. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. I spelled love, S-E, <laughs> yeah, come on, I spelled love different ways, but listen, this is crazy, I never spelled love, G-I-V-E, <laughs> all the teachers in the room, we'll see you after service. <laughs> I never, I never spelled love, give, like, that wasn't it. I was expecting, come on, her to do the work. And if she did good enough, I would bestow my love sprinkles on her. You know what I'm saying? But, but I didn't know that we had to give in this thing. We're talking about. And so here's what happened is, if we don't know that generosity flows out of love, then we can give with no love. But here's the deal. It's not giving. It's conditions. And here's the, mo- here's the sad part is that many marriages, relationships have all of these conditions that nobody knows about. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come over and help you, but I'm going to remember this. And so when I ask for your help, if you don't come, then here's the deal. We're going to split this friendship because I'm going to do for you based on what I think that you're going to do for me later. That's not giving. Come on, is this good? Help me. Listen, for all of us, Here's the idea. At the heart of generosity is love. Look at this. John 3, 16. Come on, look at this. For God so loved the world that he what? He gave. And I'm trying to perpetuate. I'm trying to speak life into who we are. And we got to be a church of givers. Givers. There's a clear connection between giving and love. And listen, real love isn't self-serving. Real love isn't this. I, I meet people, and, and listen, can I just say this? I'm going to pause. I meet people all the time at the door, and, and I can't tell you how many times I have heard my wife call you. Well, did you put me in the sermon because my wife called? <laughs> my, I, literally, I've heard it a thousand times. Here's the thing. People don't call me. They don't. People don't call me. I talk to people. I just, but, but, but I'm never orchestrating your life in this. Here's what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm orchestrating my life through it. This is about what God has done. Listen to this. In my life. You teach what you know, but you impart who you are. And, and, and here is what I have learned. Listen to this. Look at this. Real love is not keeping a record. We want people to serve. We want you to use your time. Come on, if you sing, come on, you like Stephen Hill up here. 
you great with kids, great with decorating. There's a thousand places to serve over there in the back and the media. There's all of these places to serve, and we want you to use your talent here. We want you to use your time. We want you to bring what God has given you, and, and here's the deal, further this. Come on, look around. Are we growing? Come on, is that good? Come on, you can clap for that. We're growing. Okay, but, but here's the thing, is this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Look at this. If I speak with tongues of men and angels, but not love, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers, you may not have come from a church background that, is, that, that believes that maybe even in supernatural gifting, but for people who grew up in more of a charismatic background that believe that God speaks in this prophetic, and we believe that, here's what I'm telling you. Prophetic powers, meaning I know what's going on in you because God tells me. You can have all of that. But that's not really a big deal. Understanding? Look at this. All understanding. Who doesn't want understanding? Like instead of Siri, it's like Google Steve. You know what I'm saying? Just ask me. Just call. Hey, what is the distance between this and this and this? You know what I mean? Like who doesn't want all understanding? Who doesn't want all knowledge? Can I tell you something? You may like me, but, but, but if you call me, if your car breaks down, I can hug you. <laughs> and I can cheer for you. But if you ask me to do anything other than put gas in your vehicle, I will mess you up. <laughs> Listen, I, I would love to build. But some of you guys are builders. Some of you women, you're so creative. Some of you make things like reefs and stuff. I make stuff. And, and people are like, good effort. Yeah, man, Listen. I mean, the truth of the matter is, I would love to be able to like, huh, babe, you want a house? Sure, let me get my belt on and let me get my hammer and I only need five nails. You know what I'm saying? That ain't me. All knowledge. And if I have all faith and if I can remove mountains, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, like, like that's a party trick. <laughs> hey, y'all want to see this? <laughs> Look at this. But I have not love. I am nothing. What this is saying is that those are the things that everyone values, but it is not the thing that God values. Don't chase things that God doesn't value. Work on your heart, and out of that will flow everything else. Come on, look at, look at this. If I give away all that I have, man, they may put you on TV. They may clap for you. Look at this. If I deliver up my body to be burned. Okay, if you burn your body for me, your family is automatically on the Christmas card list. Like forever. Okay? Like if you die and you burn your body to save me or one of my family, Christmas card, I mean, like you're getting a picture every year. So I'm just going to say that now. If you deliver body but you don't have love it. You gain nothing. Here is what I'm saying. If you're not giving, and we have a dream team of over 105 people, we have people tithing and giving, and I think that's great. But if you're giving to be seen, then you will leave here at some point in time offended because we can't see everything. 
You got to come and you got to give because it's on you to give. And God, the Bible says, is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm doing worship and I'm playing the keyboards and I'm playing the drums and I'm over here at Welcome Mat and I'm coming to two services and I'm working with the kids and I'm showing up for design. Come on, look at the Christmas stuff. Come on, that's good, isn't it? It looks pretty. Come on. Listen, I'm doing all of this because, check this out, I have to. And I fully believe that we would see, this is not clinical, this is biblical, anxiety and depression and all of these things begin to come down once people knew they were walking in their purpose. But I have way too many people that I know and that you know. They don't have time. They don't have any talent. And they don't have any money. And the enemy has lied to them. Come on. Does this make sense? Giving is not self-serving. It's life-giving. When we come, it's life-giving. Listen, it doesn't have strings attached. It doesn't have strings attached. There isn't this, um, pastor, look what I'm doing. Listen, just give. Just give. But there's no strings attached. And we don't give out of fear and guilt. Come on. I don't ever want you to bring your tithe, your offering. I don't want ever you come and serve or come and give here because of guilt. I want you to just, I, I have to. I have to. You know what? Last Sunday, we took up an offering for single moms. And I'm talking about how generosity flows out of love. And when we begin to love people and give freely, the impact is like throwing a rock into a walk. We, the ripples just continue. Does that make sense? We got to take a group of people and go around and, and bless some single moms. And, and let me just tell you this. is I believe it was missional, not charity. Here's what I want. It was missional. It was missional, not charity. Because, I, I listen, every year we may switch up what we do, and we're going to be led by the Spirit of God on what we should do and how we should do it. Does that make sense? But here is what I, I just knew as we were praying about what to do. I knew that we were going to call attention and draw out and love on some moms that were working through this Christmas season. And here's the deal. As we went and, and did, uh, I'm hurrying up. Uh, tell me, call him right back. Listen, uh, listen, <laughs> listen. Uh, as we uh, move through this, listen. One of the moms told us, I have been hurt when I trust people, but at the house, God is healing my heart. Woo! Look at this, look at this. There's another one. Uh, let's clap when it's done. All right, here we go. Listen to this. Listen to this. I want you to clap. This is Another mom said, five, after five years of living with other people, we are finally in a place where we can move out and have our own apartment. And they were moving the day we showed up. Come on, look at this. Another mom said, this is the first time that we have been, we, we have been able to put up a Christmas tree. Come on. What I am telling you, I had a, another mom we went and, 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 and connected with four moms. I had another mom, we did this yesterday, I had another mom say that because of the house and because of the families and the men and women at the house, it has transformed my family and it has transformed my kids. And so here is what I want you to see. 
when we begin to love people, generosity flows. Come on, here's what I'm telling you. I don't need you to give from under the law because it's so much greater when we begin to give out of love. See, I can show up. Why are we working on the welcome team? Why are people coming up early? People come up here at 7 o'clock. People come up. We're we going to grow. I'm tell, I can't wait for in a couple weeks. I'm going to tell you. I got something to tell you all, but I can't tell you all right now. But here's the thing. Listen, listen. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, so you got to come back. But here, here's what I'm saying. Listen, listen. When we have people who are coming to just give, not to be seen or heard or noticed or, 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 or ushered into the front, just coming to give. It'll change a lot of lives, starting with yours. You hear what I'm saying? Here is our last principle. Uh, here is the third principle. We've been talking about three secrets. Here is the, we put that up there, please? Is that giving by faith produces reliance on God. You will either rely on you, you'll rely on Walmart, JB, whatever. I'm not saying you don't need to budget. I'm not saying you don't need to plan. But giving by faith produces a reliance on God. And I am telling you, every other thing is shifting sand. God is inviting you to begin to be a part of somebody's story and change their life. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.